And this week we're going to continue our series on the Gospel of Mark and look at Mark chapter 4, 21 through 34. And in this section, Jesus is going to uh, talk, he's going to give a couple more parables about the kingdom of God and he's going to support what he's already said about the parable of the sowers. I titled this message, Pay Attention. Okay, everybody say, Pay Attention. Now, we all know that this is a struggle for so many today to pay attention. And Jesus explicitly tells his followers to do this. Pay attention. Okay? Uh, let me just share with you um, some research here that about the attention span that has dropped uh, from 12 seconds in 2020 to just 8. 2.5 seconds in 2015. That's around 25% drop in just over a decade. And, and, um, <clears throat> and here's a couple examples of, of percentage drops there. Percentage of teens, to, uh, teens who forget major details of close friends and relatives is 25%. Percentage of people who forget their own birthdays from time to time, 7%. Average number of times per hour an office worker checks their email, 30%. Average length watch of a single internet video, 2.7 minutes. Percent of internet page views that last less than 4 seconds is 17%. Percentage of page views uh, that, that lasted more than 10 minutes is 4%. And percent of words read on an average... 530, uh, 593 words on the web page is 28%. And so we live in a day where we have a hard time paying attention. Now, here's an example of this from uh, 2017. One of, the, one of the worst texting and driving accidents that ever occurred in Texas in March 2017 PM Law Firm reports that this particular incident involved a large white pickup truck that had previously been swerving and speeding down a highway. The 22-year-old drove his white pickup truck into a small bus carrying 14 elderly churchgoers. He lost control and swerved into the bus's lane, hitting the vehicle head-on while texting. Thirteen people on board the bus died because of that accident, leaving only one survivor. The truck driver survived, admitting that he was texting while driving at the time of crash. We live in a day where so many are distracted and so many are struggling to pay attention, to focus in and pay attention on simple things like driving down the road. I think many of us who drive have been guilty of picking up that phone and checking an email or, or even worse, I mean checking a text message or even worse an email or a social media post or something else or even looking something up while we're driving down the road. And we, we struggle with this paying attention. Now this isn't, a, this isn't a new thing. Throughout centuries, humanity has struggled to pay attention to what's important. Throughout, throughout centuries, husbands have struggled to pay attention to their wives when their wives are talking to them, right? Okay, wives, no, no nudges needed here. 
uh, children throughout centuries, children have struggled to pay attention to mom and dad or to teachers that are trying to teach them important things. Amen. Amen. And even Jesus' own close disciples struggle to pay attention and focus in and understand what he was trying to teach them through parables. And so pay attention. Uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 21. If you have your Bibles turned there, if you don't, it's up on the screen. Jesus said to them, Is a lamp brought in to, to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand? For nothing is, is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, Pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And he, said, and, he, and he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows, and he knows not how. The earth produces by itself first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. And he said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed which is sown on the ground, is the smallest of all seeds of, on earth, yet when it is grown, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nest in its shade. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Actually, and there's one more, two more verses here. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. And he did not speak to them without a parable, but privately to his disciples, he explained everything. Here's our big idea. Jesus calls his disciples to play, pay close attention to his kingdom message and to bear fruit, reflecting the reality of the kingdom. Jesus calls his disciples to pay close attention to his kingdom message and bear much fruit reflecting the reality of his kingdom. Last week we looked at the parable of the soils and we saw four different responses to Jesus' kingdom message. And throughout the Gospel of Mark, we see different responses to Jesus' kingdom message. And the, the last one that Jesus uh, highlighted was the good soil, was the one who heard the word, accepted it, and bore fruit 30, 60, to 100 fold. That's, that's Mark 4.20, the verse just before this section here. Okay? And, 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 and if you're a Christian, if you're a Christian, God has called and destined you to bear fruit. Much fruit. You're good soil. If you're a Christian, you've heard the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
And you've accepted it. You've responded to it. You've believed the message. You've changed your mind. Changed your direction. You've turned from your sin. And your life has been changed because of the good news of the kingdom of God. Because Jesus has shown up in your life and He's brought rescue to you through His gospel. And so He calls His followers to pay close attention. Now the first thing I want to highlight here is that revelation of the kingdom of God is given to the followers of Jesus. Revelation of the kingdom of God is given to the followers of Jesus. Notice verse 21 through 23. He said to them, is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand? For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to the light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, theologians have different interpretations of what this parable of the lamp is. And Jesus used this language over in the Sermon on the Mount and and in the other Gospels. Um, Some of them highlight that Jesus is the lamp. He's the light of the world. He also called his followers to be the light in the world as well. Uh, But Jesus brings the light of revelation into the lives of his followers. When he preaches and proclaims the word of God, it brings light to those who are in darkness and blind eyes are opened. When you and I became a Christian, the Lord opened our eyes and he opened our ears. We received ears to hear. We received eyes to see. Jesus said in John chapter 3, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they're born again. See, something miraculous happens in the lives of followers of Jesus when they respond to the message, when they hear the word of God. Their eyes are open. Faith is ignited. And we come alive. We're, We're new creations. We've been given eyes to see and ears to hear. Look back in in Mark chapter 4, verse 11. Jesus said to his disciples, To you it has been given, to you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside, everything comes in parables. See, this is a gracious act of God that he has revealed himself to you and I. In His grace, He has revealed Himself to us. If you're a Christian, Jesus has revealed Himself to you by His grace. Not due to anything you've done or earned, but you've been given grace, the grace of revelation of who Jesus is, King Jesus, and His kingdom. You've heard the message of the kingdom of God, the good news of the kingdom, and you've responded. He's revealed the secret of His kingdom to you. He he says this to His disciples. And not everybody who heard Jesus' preaching had this understanding. Not everybody was able to to hear and see and understand. Okay? But if you're a Christian, you have. Notice what Jesus says in John chapter 10, 
2 through uh, 4. He says, But he who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice. Jesus' sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Saints, we have ears to hear. And Jesus says, pay attention. Listen. Listen to his words. Listen to his message. In in John chapter 15, Jesus says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. When you have this relationship with Christ, this authentic, genuine connection, this relationship with Christ... Fruit will be the result. There will be, of course, fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of a, of a changed life. And that impact that has come into your life, will there will be a domino and ripple effect into the lives of others as well. Jesus goes on. And he says, in verse 7, he says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask what you, whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. The fruit that we bear in our lives affirms the authenticity of our relationship and discipleship to Jesus Christ. Okay? Saints, we are good soil. And we are called and destined to bear good fruit. And if somebody's among the, the church and they're not bearing fruit, they haven't bore fruit that the Bible says Christians have, then they should examine where am I at with God? Is this real? And is my relationship with God real? Or am I just riding the coat? Tells of somebody else. So the next thing is that there's responsibility to heed the message of the kingdom. It's required by Jesus. Jesus not only graciously gives revelation of the, the, the kingdom of God to his followers, but there's also this responsibility to take heed, to pay attention, to listen attentively. To listen authentically, to listen actively, as, as if you're ready to respond in obedience to what our Lord Jesus has said. He says, if anyone has ears to hear, okay, and I think if you're a Christian, that's you. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Listen. Tune in. Don't tune out. Turn your ear to the message and pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you and more will be added. This is amazing. If we faithfully listen and respond and we we take action and we heed and cherish what we've heard, the revelation that Christ has given us, more will be given. 
More will be given. This, this is just a principle in the kingdom of God. When we're faithful to respond to what He's given us, more will be given. The, uh, in John chapter 14, verse 21, Jesus said, He who has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So if we want more revelation of Jesus, we want to know Him better, then we need to just simply obey those very plain things that He's already spoken to us through His Word. Like love. Love your neighbor. Um, so pay attention to what you hear. When you do, when you pay attention, you listen, you respond like a good soil kind of person... God's going to give you more. There's going to be fruit. There's going to be more entrusted to you. For to the one who has more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away from him. In Luke chapter 8, Luke throws in, even what he thinks he has will be taken away from him. Okay? This reminds me of working out. Now, God has given each of us muscles and the ability to exercise those muscles. And when you work those muscles out, your muscles get stronger from the resistance and from the working out. When you miss a few workouts or several workouts and you don't work out, the muscle goes away. It's called atrophy. And one of the big problems, I think, right now is spiritual atrophy that many are functioning in. Where, where spiritual disciplines aren't being exercised and there's lacks of, lacks of listening and lacks of responding to what Jesus has said. But if we want to, if we want more understanding, more revelation, we need to be faithful to heed what Jesus has already spoken. Apply it to our lives. Obey what we, the light that He has given us. And then share it with others. Share it with others as well. Listen to this. This is a commentary from uh, R. Allen Cole, the Tyndale commentary. He says, If truth is temporarily hidden in the parables, it is only so that it may be later revealed. The ultimate purpose of a parable is therefore not to conceal truth, but to reveal it. It is because of this that we must take heed to what you hear. Remembering the double law of spiritual wastage and spiritual growth according to whether we respond or not. To those who learn and then pass on to others what they have learned, more will be given. The same paradox is seen in the case of Jesus. God is at one and the same time, both veiled in him and revealed in him. But the ultimate purpose is that he may be revealed to all. The messianic secret is only temporary. We see in Mark's gospel this, this interesting uh, uh, thing that Jesus does with, with several people. Is he says, don't, don't, don't spread the message of his identity yet. Like he, and so we wonder why. Why is that? Why, why, why don't spread it yet? Well, one of the things we've already seen is that when, when one guy got healed and he started telling everybody, it, it hindered 
the, uh, the, the ability for Jesus to, to minister, continue ministering in a certain place. He had to, to move on, right? And so here is, um, I think this is insi- insightful. The, the reality that there is truth concealed and revealed through the parables. And Jesus only spoke, he spoke what they could hear um, at the end of verse 33 and 34. It says, he only spoke, with many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. Now, another, another scripture to consider as we think about more being given to the one who heeds what he has is Proverbs 9. It says, Give instruction to a wise man, and he will still be wiser. Teach a righteous man, and he will increase in learning. May we be those wise men and women who continue to gain wisdom and understanding. My last point here is that the kingdom of God is growing and expanding irresistibly. We see this in these next couple of parables, these short parables that Jesus gave. And his message was about the kingdom. He went about preaching the good news of the kingdom. And we have different responses to that kingdom message. And here he says, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows, and he knows not how. The earth produces by itself, first the blade, then the ear, and then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. So here's the point. The kingdom of God is growing. The kingdom of God is growing. And it's going to grow irresistibly. It's going to expand irresistibly. Okay? No one can stop the kingdom of God. Jesus brought the kingdom of God into the world when He launched His ministry. And He said, repent, change your mind, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Believe the good news of the kingdom. And so the the kingdom is expanding, and it expands through the preaching of the good news, through the scattering of the seeds, right? And Jesus was a preacher who went around scattering seeds. And he raised up others who would go around and scatter the seeds. And he called all of his followers to be scatterers of seeds, See, this is why it's important for us as the church to value the preaching of the Word, to value evangelism, to value Bible study and teaching others what God has said. Jesus commissioned His followers in Matthew 28 to go make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that He's commanded. Right? So we're to be seed scatterers. Okay? To, to go and spread the message like Jesus did. And the kingdom's going to expand. It's going to grow. And God is the one who makes it grow. God is the one who makes it grow. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, it says that one plants, another waters, 
But it's God who gives the increase. It's God who makes things grow. See, our, our part is to just sow the seed of God's Word. To, one, allow it to penetrate our own hearts and take root in our own hearts and in our own lives and influence our own lives and bring forth fruit in our lives. As we abide in Jesus and His words abide in us, we will bear much fruit. But then we're to go spread the seed and share the word and testify. And the kingdom of God grows. God causes it to grow. The next parable here, he says, With what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable shall we use? It's like a grain of mustard seed, which is sown in the ground. It is is the smallest of all the seeds of the earth, yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts, and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. I love this. If you've ever experienced discouragement in ministry as a, as a scatterer of the seed, this right here, can encourage you. It, it does for me. Okay? The, the, the kingdom of God is like this small mustard seed. It's very tiny. And when it's, when it's sown, it will grow. And, it, and, and I'm reminded of, I think it's Zechariah 4, where it says, Do not despise the day of small things. Okay? It, the, the mustard seed is a small thing. It's a s- small element. Jesus, he, he came into the world and He lived in Israel in a small nation and He raised up a small group of people and, and He discipled them and the kingdom of God expanded from there. And it went forth globally and has impacted so many lives to even to us here today who are on the other side of the world. And that's what the kingdom of God is like. It, it starts small, and, but it grows. It continues to grow. It expands irresistibly. I'm encouraged by this when I think about this in light of our church plant here, City Church. Okay? A small group of believers that are planted here on the Dallas Garland border. Okay? And, and I mean, we don't have a huge church here right now. But I'm expecting the kingdom of God to grow among us and to, for us to see impact as our vision is here to know Jesus, love people, and impact your world. I'm expecting that that's what the kingdom of God does. It expands. Lives are changed. Lives are transformed. Sometimes, though, we get discouraged by the timing of what that looks like. And throughout history, missionaries and preachers have struggled with that. Missionaries like William Carey, who struggled to see a convert in India for years. And even when he died, he didn't see a whole lot of fruit. But now, you look at India, and there are thousands upon thousands and and millions of followers of Jesus in India. I should have looked at what the stats are there. Um, But the kingdom of God is like that mustard seed that grows. And it provides shade. It provides nest uh, for the birds to come and... 
theologians have different interpretations of what that means. I, I tend to lean towards that being the nations. One day we're going to see every tribe and every tongue around the throne worshiping Jesus. There's going to be a great global harvest. The kingdom of God is going to continue to come. It's coming now. It's advancing now. Lives are being changed now throughout the world through the gospel of the kingdom. Through God's people scattering the seed, showing the love of Christ. Advancing the mission, being prayerful. The, the, the kingdom of God advances through prayer. Jesus taught us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. And so let me, let me close with just a couple points of application here. The first one is to listen and read the word of God daily, allowing it to influence your thinking and your living. Let God's word shape your thinking and in your living. Let it penetrate your heart. Hosea um, ten twelve says, Break up the fallow ground of your heart. Break up the fallow ground of your heart. Okay? When you try to sow seed on soil that is fallow, that is hardened, that hasn't been watered or cultivated, it's not going to do much. It has to be plowed. Okay? And we need, to, we need to prepare our hearts and we need to receive what, what God's Word says. We need to allow it to penetrate our hearts and captivate our attention. And I know it's a struggle for so many of us to stay focused. We have these little devices in our hands that, that we get notifications on consistently. And we're, we're so easily distracted. And Jesus says, pay attention, pay attention. If you pay attention and you you take heed, then I will give you more. More will be given to the one who has. And so read God's word daily. Make it a a part of your daily rhythm to, to sit before God in his word, to meditate on his word, to reflect on his word. Rather than all the news and media voices. And all the other the voices of the world, entertainment, allow God's Word to be the greatest influence in, in your heart and your mind. And then avoid looking down on and being discouraged by the small elements of the kingdom. There's many people in the kingdom of God throughout history who have served God faithfully in obscurity. God was with them. God was working through them. And there was slow progress. Folks like William Carey missionaries throughout history where they were faithful to just sow the word of God to preach the word of God to be a light in the darkness God's kingdom is going to advance it's expanding irresistibly the forces of hell cannot stop God's kingdom from coming and you and I saints are a part of that kingdom it's an unshakable kingdom it's an everlasting kingdom It's a kingdom that consists of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Be confident that God's kingdom is growing on the earth. Be confident that God's kingdom is growing. It's expanding. It's advancing. And you and I get to participate in that kingdom activity. God invites us in through prayer. God invites us in through proclamation of His word. He invites us to be a part of what He's doing in the world. And lastly, be faithful to scatter the seed of God's Word.
Plant a seed. Plant a seed. Testify. Share, share your redemption story with others and share the good news that, that, that you heard that brought you into reconciliation with God. That, that brought you into rescue and forgiveness of sins and freedom. Share that message. Treasure that message within your heart. We, we talk about those things that we're most excited about. The good news and the good plans and the good things that come into our lives. We can't, just, we can't help but talk about those good things that come into our lives. Like, I mean, we, that's just what we do. Our children do it. We do it. We got something good that happened to us or we're looking forward to. We're going to talk about it. And when the gospel of Jesus Christ is good news to us, we're going to talk about it with others. It's going to be the topic of our conversation. We're going to scatter the seed of God's Word. Amen? If you guys would pray with me. Lord, would you give us eyes to see the movement of your kingdom that's happening right now. You've given us ears to hear. and May we take heed to what we have heard. May we be good soil listeners who bear fruit 30, 60 to 100 and May we not compare with other Christians our fruit and get distracted by that. May we not be discouraged just knowing that you're the one that causes fruitfulness. That it's through our abiding in you, our relationship to you, that fruitfulness comes. And so keep us from trying to to produce it on our own apart from you because you say apart from you we can do nothing. We pray that God your kingdom would expand amongst us through us. This part of the metroplex may we see God those who are addicted set free from their addictions. May we see those who are in despair and lost and in darkness, rescued from darkness, rescued, God, from the, from the schemes and the power of Satan. You are the God who saves. Fill us with hope. May we be hopeful, God, as we seek to shine the light as we seek to scatter the seeds of Your Word, may we be hopeful that there is a harvest coming. That there are those who will hear the Word and they will respond. Help us to be faithful. Faithful hearers and faithful proclaimers of Your Word. If you're watching online or you're here this morning and and you haven't yet received Christ as your King and as your Savior and you want to do that you want Jesus to be the King of your heart the King of your life 
Right now is a great time to respond to His message, to come. To come to Him, to trust Him, to turn from your sins and allow the seed of His Word, of His Gospel to land in your heart and take root and bear fruit in your heart and your life. You can respond right there where you're at. And if you, if you do respond to it, would you let us know? Would you raise your hand? If you're here, if you're online, would you send us a message and let us know that you want to respond today to Jesus' invitation to come, to trust you, to trust Him. And experience forgiveness of your sins. And experience living in His kingdom forever. Where there's righteousness and peace and joy.